No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Kuflam et Gemel. The second paragraph, Al Heoda. The second paragraph. We already spoke about the necessity of thinking about the loss of the honor of Hashem and the fact that the Beis is desolate and that his children are scattered in the world. And the lack of this thing, the lack of thinking about the Chobim and the plight of the Am Yisrael, is slow him on Novi. The Novi complained, was displeased. Hashem saw there's no man, I mean, there's nobody who's thinking about this. And he was surprised. Nobody is entreating him. We should restore the base Amigdash and restore the Am Yisrael to its place. Which means that our Kodesh Bod expects us to constantly beseech him to bring back his glory of the days of old and the glory of his people, which is his covenant. From another passage. For Abi, I looked, but there's nobody to help. There's nobody who's trying to help us with his prayers. I was amazed. Nobody's supporting Yerushalayim, the Beit Hamikdash, and the peace of the Am Yisrael. The Omar, Sion he, Doresh Sion doesn't have those who seek it. Maybe you have to seek Sion. If the desired Sion should be reestablished in the sense as a place of the service of Hashem, a place where our name, Hashem's name is made great in the world. We see from this passage, the boy Drisha, it requires Drisha. So Dorish ain't law. So maybe we have to be Dorish. It means we have to seek Sion. We have to desire it. It's up to here. There was a time when many Jews, at the middle of the night, sat on the floor and mourned for the Hoban Beis Hamikdash and Tikkun Chasoyis, and many said, "Don't you have it?" Once upon a time, it was a very widespread practice. Arei Khan, so you see here, Shechayovim Anachmaseh, it's our obligation to mourn for what we once had. And we shouldn't absolve ourselves just because we don't have enough power to restore it ourselves. No, it's not a matter of actually restoring the base of English. It's a matter of desiring it, it should be restored. The work is not your job to complete it. However, even though you can't do it, you're not a man of freedom 
to be idle from it. I mean, suppose a person doesn't have money to do tzedakah. Poor man. So he walks around without any obligation. No. Even a poor man should feel he would like to help. He's sorry he can't help. He'd like to build the yeshivas. He's not able to do anything, but he has to want to build it. And therefore we too, although we are not able to build a base of Megiddo today, but we should desire to do it. There's nobody who's leading Sion. means to help her from all her children to whom she gave birth. Nobody supporting her hand from all the children that she raised up. So Sion raised us up. We became a great nation because we lived in Nazi soil without the base of Middash, with the Nevi'im, with our influence, and we are the ones who should repay that and pray that it should be restored once more. Say that aside. The Omar, and he quotes another passage, all flesh, all people are nothing but grass, and all of their kindliness is only what sprouts on the field. And it says, the grass dries up and the blossoms go lost. It means the people were relied on that they should be the ones that will be most eager for the restoration of our sea soil. We're talking about in the sense of a place of service of Hashem. Or like grass, and they forget about it. They withered away. And he explained what is made they withered away. Or perishes all. Shekol chesed shoyse. Whatever good things people do, that's one nation. Do good for themselves. The Torah is an option for their own benefit. So they do mistress. They're thinking, for our benefit. What about worrying about the Kvayt Shemayim, he said? And the Besamekdish is in the hands of Goyim and is desolate? And as Yisrael is in the hands of Goyim and is not producing the tumors and Maishas and all the mistress at Louis Boris, which would be possible in case the Mashiach would come back? And they don't have this perfect intention. The intention to restore the glory of Hashem, which used to take place in the olden days, when Kol Yisrael went up three times a year to the base of Migdash, or when uh, more than a million people went to make the Kovim Pesach in Yerushalayim. That's what we're praying for, and we, we should pray for, it should be restored. And they don't pray, don't beseech to elevate the covenant Hashem who goes and shall Yisrael. Now, included in this is the mass of the Am Yisrael. The Am Yisrael is a minority among the nations scattered. The Bezoyan, the oppression of the cloud Yisrael is also a contradiction to Krishnamayim. Yisrael has to be Yadaromo. Israel has to be victorious. And then we'll show the world that we, servants of Hashem, were the ones who are uppermost in the world. And it wasn't a day of David Shlema. And there were both things. The Kreit Shemayim and the Chopin Beis Amigdash, and the Kreit Shemayim and the fact that the Am Yisrael is so scattered 
and downtrodden, and we have to be misbelled at all times, and keep in mind that is what the heart's desire, our heart's desire is to see all this restored. Say that. Only when Yisrael is redeemed. And he explains the importance of the Gula Shal Yisrael and the Kabbalah Shal Yisrael. Sharei Iyevsha. Hashem's glory cannot be increased in the world. Only by redeeming Israel or be and by increasing that covenant. Because the Am Israel is a nation that is chosen by a Kodesh Baruch for that purpose. Like it says, Oleinu It's our business to praise Hashem. Oleinu. We're chosen for that. Like it says in Yeshaya, This nation I created for me in order that to speak my praise. So we're the nation that are Mayahdim Shmoy always. And therefore, it's of the utmost importance that Am Yisrael should be elevated in the world. Like I would, I want to say something. Not only we should pray that Am Yisrael should be elevated, we ourselves should elevate them. It's important not to belittle from Jews. It's important to respect from Jews. And we should elevate from Jews. Elevate Eivdei Hashem. Elevate the Talmidei Chachamim. If that's what we're supposed to pray for, so we have to do it too. And therefore, in, fa- in spite of the fact that we are doing everything in our power to elevate the covet of Torah, nevertheless, we have to feel that it's not enough until finally our Kodesh Baruch will take us back to Eretz Yisrael and restore us to the former greatness. The glory of Hashem, covered of Hashem, depends on the covet of Nam Yisrael. Say that. He mentioned it above. He's quoting. He groans, he sighs for the honor of Hashem that's Lacking today, the al shall Yisrael, and he sighs for the glory of Yisrael. From Jews should be uppermost in the world. From Jews should be in control of the government of Yisrael. From Jews should be the wealthiest people. From Jews should be the ones that have the biggest buildings and institutions. We're the ones whom our Kodesh Boru put in this world for that purpose. Agav, while we're on this subject, it's a good idea, at least once in our lives. Some people never did it. They come back late home from a wedding or something else, sit down on the floor, it's already middle of the night, take out the big sitter, and say, Tikin Chatzor is sitting on the floor. At least once in your life, you should, you should do it. Some people let their whole lives pass by and never once said, Tikin Chatzor At least once you have to demonstrate Sit down on Nara's bubble, show me your shavnu, gambochinu, and if you're able to weep for all the multitudes that were slaughtered at the time of the Chuvim Beis and subsequently all the Sadiqim were tortured to death by the Romans and others, that's a very big accomplishment for a person to do it once in his lifetime. A whole life should go by and never once you said, Tikhna Chasayis. We learn from this that there are two matters in this subject. 
הכוונה בכל מצווה ועבדה שתהיה לילוי קרדיס על מוקר. And the intention, and every mitzvah, every form of a service of Hashem, that your intention is, is for the purpose of elevating the honor of Hashem. By means of this, that his creatures do what is pleasing in the eyes of Hashem. We do a mitzvah, in the eyes of Hashem. The distress and the entreaty and that this covet should be elevated. It should be done in perfection, out of perfection, by means of elevating the honor of the soil and their shaldo, I mean their success, their tranquility. Am Yisrael has to live in Sholem, in Haslacha, in wealth, in good health, and we talk about the Fum Jews. And therefore, that's also a part of the Ilui Kredi HaKadosh Baruch. Say that. Kuf Lamed Dalet. Kuf Lamed Dalet. The second paragraph, the Omnon. Before he explained. that the Chosid has two intentions in the Avoido that he does, mitzvahs or tefillah, whatever it is. One is in order to increase the honor of Hashem in the world. And the second is to elevate the status of the Am Yisrael in the world. Because the status of the Am Yisrael, that is the honor of Hashem. Now, Omnam, Od Iker Shene Yesh, There's another principle in the intentions of Hasidus. Who Toivas Hador. That is the intention for the benefit of his generation. It's proper for every chosid to have intention with his deeds, his Torah, his Tfilah, and his Masim Tevim for the benefit of the entire generation. To give them a merit and to protect them with his Masim Tevim. So when the Chosid does anything in addition to the preceding intentions, he also is thinking that his deeds should serve as a merit to protect all the people of his generation, all the Jews of his generation. 
ואיניין הקוסו, קוסו פסק ישי. אם אלו צדק, אלא רית, פרייז לצדק, כי טוב, כדי צדק is all good, כי פרי מעלליהם יאכלו, כי And that's why everyone should honor the tzaddikim, because the tzaddikim are the benefit of the whole cloudy soil. Shekol ador oichol vipegos. The entire generation eats the fruits of the tzaddikim. Say up to here. Who in Akosu? Who in Akosu? Who in Akosu? Hayesh bo eitz. Is there a tree in that country? A tree spreads its branches and it gives shade to everyone and it produces fruit to everyone. What does that mean? Im yesh me is a person in that country that protects his generation just like a tree protects everyone in its shade. Now you can see that this is the will of our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Sheyiyu chasidei Yisrael mezakin omechaprim al kol shor madrege shubhem. Our Kodesh Baruch Hu desires that the outstanding tzaddikim should offer tzchus and protection for all the lower degrees of the people. Various Madregas, all of them, it's talking about all people who believe in Hashem, not talking about Apikosim, all that believe in Hashem and in His Torah, only there are all kinds of degrees. So all these Madregas should be protected and given a benefit from the Maishim of the Sadiqim. That's what our Kodesh Borah wants. When you take the Lula, the four minim in your hand, the four different species. And each one of these species represents one madrege of the Am Yisrael. Let's say the Esreg is the most important, like the heart of the Am Yisrael. Then the Lula, like the backbone of the Am Yisrael, the second in degree. And then the Hadassim, that's a lower degree. But you can eat them, and they're not a backbone. And the Aroves don't have any Rayach and don't have a backbone either. So it represents four different species of the Am Yisrael. Now they're all put together when you make the Mitzvah to show that your Vo Elu, your Elu. These should come and it should be Mechaper on the others. The higher Madrege should be Mechaper on the older lower Madreges. Shein HaKodesh Boruch Hu Chofes Be'ovdan Rashaim. HaKadosh Baruch did not wish that Rishoyim should be destroyed. By the way, Rishoyim means people who obey the Torah, believe in the Torah, only the Rishoyim. They're wicked people who are from Jews too. Now talking about Apikosim, who who deny HaKadosh Baruch, no, we're not talking about them. Rishoyim means all from Jews, or the son of Rishoyim, and they deserve to be punished by HaKadosh Baruch, but when the tzaddikim of the door have in mind 
to do a schus for everybody, the whole Klal Yisrael benefits from their Maishim. It's a mitzvah that's incumbent on the Sahasidim to exert themselves to bring a schus and to be mechapa. Now, he's not talking only about being mechapa people to shuvah. That's a separate thing. He's talking about even if he doesn't have any contact with the public. He doesn't propagandize. He doesn't write books. He doesn't uh, talk to the public, even if it's in secret. Nevertheless, his maizim are with the intention of healthy Israel. So let's say you're unknown. Nobody knows about you. But if you want to be a chosid, at least in one degree, even though you're not a chosid in everything, if you're a mechaven, that you are a mespala for the cloudy soil, then that's already part of chasidus. Now, the, one of the great opportunities is in tefillah. For all tefillah is Lashon Rabim. Imagine you're at the end of Shimon Esra. Sim Sholem. On the whole army Israel. You have in mind that you're thinking about the whole cloud Yisrael, that already is something of Hasidus. And it's within our reach. Could be saying the words, all we have to do is we have in the Pegash Amirs. We're asking our Kodesh brother to help the whole cloud Yisrael and give them Chayn, Chesed, Baruch, and everything else. You should do that when you are making a mitzvah, any mitzvah you're doing. You should think that even putting on tefillin, any mitzvah you think I would wish that the cloud of Israel should benefit from this chus. And also openly, it means this, you should say the words. Show me Israel, Shmur Sheris Israel. The many words in Davenant. To make kapor for those who need kapor, and most everybody needs some kind of kapor, bring back in shuvah those who need shuvah, and to defend, like a defender, the whole cloud of Israel. Say that inside. That's what the Mala said, I have come because of your words. He's talking about Gavriel, who was expelled from before Hashem because he had said accusations on the Am Yisrael. The only reason Gavriel was allowed to come back inside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mechitzah, when he began to speak in the defense of the Am Yisrael. So HaKadosh Baruch wants us to speak in the defense of the Am Yisrael. We should ask HaKadosh Baruch please HaKadosh Baruch help your people, make them well, give them Parnassah, all these things that a person does for the Klal Yisrael, that makes him acceptable to Hashem. The Gideon, it was said to Gideon, when Gideon complained to the Malach, he said, why does Hashem allow the Goyim to oppress his people? So the Malach said, oh, if that's the way you talk, then you're chosen as a leader. Go with this care of yours, and you're going to be the Moshiach and Shel Yisrael. 
Why the fish limits on the girl of Israel? Because he came to defend the Am Yisrael. Yidin spoke up to the Malach and he complained bitterly. Why is it our people are being persecuted by the Goyim? And I called his brother, heard these words and he said, that's the case. I'm going to choose Gideon to be Moshin Shal Yisrael. Now the following statement is one of the famous statements of Mesiva Shishar. It should be really underlined with a pencil. Our loves only those those who love the people of Israel. Hashem loves only those who love his people Israel. And the more a person increases his love to Israel, will increase his greatness and his love to him. That's a very important statement. So we have to work all our lives to try to increase more and more appreciation of the Am Yisrael. Means the Fume. Have to love the Fume. And all the Fume. Chsidim, Isnagdim, Lakewater, Chaim Berliner, Williamsburg, all the Jews that are shown by Mrs. we should get into the attitude of loving them and hoping that they should all succeed. They should all be wealthy and healthy and successful. And that attitude is what our Kodesh Baruch wants more than anything else. Set that aside. And it says about the Kohen Godel, Benose Aharon es mishpat b'nei Yisrael aliboy. Aaron carries the mishpat of the b'nei Yisrael on his heart. The Urim Yatumim is a demonstration that he is misfollowed always for the Am Yisrael. The Elohim and such people are the real shepherds, the leaders of the Am Yisrael. That HaKadosh Bo desires them very much. People who are interested in the Am Yisrael. They are most of themselves. I mean, they do the utmost for the benefit for Hashem's flock. And they seek and they exert themselves for the welfare and the benefit of the Am Yisrael in all the ways that are possible. And always stand in the breach like when there's a hole in the wall of the city. So the heroes stand in the hole to defend the city. They stand in the breach. So Sadiqim stand in the breach where there's a hole in, the, in defense of the Am Yisrael because uh, they can be accused of certain things. Sadiqim step in, into the breach to defend them. The Yispalel Aleihem, the Vatl HaGzeres, HaKoshis, to nullify the Gzeres that Hashem made against Am Yisrael, the Toyach Aleihem Shari Brochem, and to open the gates of Brochem for them. Hold and Moses, then what is it be compared? Of a father, a father loves nobody more than a man whom he sees loves his, his son, his father's son, with a loyal love. If A sees somebody who loves A's son with a real love, then A loves that man most. It's something that the human nature testifies. Now, Kodesh Bolehu, Kavayochel, the same. He loves most those people who love his, his children. Say that inside. Let's remember something. Hey.
Kuflamız hay. Before he says that the Chassid exerts himself for the benefit of the Am Yisrael. In addition to all the Kavonis which a Chassid has to have and all the efforts he has to expend, he should also exert himself in his tefillahs and in his defense of the Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael means, of course, the Shem Reiter. Who in Yen Koyen That's what we find in the case of the Koyen Godel. Because it states there that when a man kills somebody unintentionally and he flees to the Ore Miklot, he must remain there until the Kohen Gadol dies. Now what's the Kohen Gadol got to do with this man who killed somebody unintentionally? Because the Kohen Gadol should have prayed that such accidents shouldn't happen among his people. And therefore, this is like an Oynish. People are waiting for the Kohen Gadol to die in order to go free from Olay Miklat. It's because the Kohen Gadol should have been misspelled that such accidents shouldn't happen. They should have asked for mercy from Hashem on their generation that such unfortunate things shouldn't happen and they didn't ask or didn't ask sufficiently. Also, another example how much a righteous person must worry about the army soil it was a man who was killed by a lion in the distance, within a distance of three parasoyas from Yeshua ben Levi. And they stopped talking to Yeshua ben Levi because of that. His chus should have protected at least in that area around him. He should have exerted himself that such things shouldn't happen to the people, at least in his neighborhood. And therefore, since it happened within three parasoyas, he is blamed by Leo, and he stopped talking to him. So you see, it's obligation that's incumbent on Hasidim to pray and to exert themselves for the people of their generation. Say that. <laughs> we already have explained the chief subdivisions of the Hasidis. However, that doesn't mean that the subject has been exhausted. No. The details are left over for everybody's mind to make a judgment and every pure heart with good intentions. Sechel means his intelligence and Levitar means his good intelligence, his good intentions. So you need both things to be a chassid. You have to have intelligence, you have to have good intentions too. Sometimes a person can be a chassid just to show off. Sometimes a person 
is sincere, but he blunders and doesn't know how to be a chassid. So you need both things. You need intelligence and you need good intentions. To behave according to the right way, according to these principles that he laid down. Cold elevates everything in his time. What would be Hasidus in one case would not be Hasidus in another case. And therefore it needs judgment. Say that aside. How to weigh the subject of Hasidus. Now, if you're not accustomed to this subject, you'll say, what's the problem? Are you going to tell us it's a very serious problem? Because Hasidus means pioneering, doing things that others don't. And sometimes once you leave the ranks and you go out on your own expedition, who knows how much trouble you can cause, how many errors you can make. If you're like all other Jews and you follow the Minhagim of the Klal Yisrael, so you're more or less safe. But if you're going to be a chassid, I'll give a marshal. Abishol Salantel, the Chaynavacha, in Vilna, at a time when there was an epidemic and people were dying all over the city. And so he said that people shouldn't fast on Yom Kippur because it lowers their resistance. Now, in those days, not to fast on Yom Kippur was almost impossible to tell people. In the main shul, the biggest synagogue on Yom Kippur, he went up on the bima with cake and wine, and he made Kiddush. And he drank wine and ate cake to show everybody you must do that. Now, they didn't follow his example. And many people were dismayed at such behavior. Now, that's called Chassidus. Now, once we hear the story, so already we're accustomed to it, right? That's Chassidus. But we have to know, if people are going out of their way to do things that are not customary to do, they can sometimes cause very great trouble for themselves and for others. And therefore, he has this chapter which emphasizes that a chosid must be a man who is learned. And there's the utmost importance to have haskola, he said. Haskola means understanding, wisdom, and also his braininess. You have to think about the matter seriously. You cannot do it suddenly. It has to be done with circumspection. And that's why he puts so much effort on Chesidus. Now, we find Chesidus in the Gemara, for instance, in a certain marketplace, a man was walking, and Elio and Avi appeared to him. So he asked Elio, who in this marketplace is Ben Olam Habo? And Elio pointed to a clown who was jumping up and down and acting Meshuggah. So afterwards, he went over to this clown and asked him, what does he do? So the clown said that he goes to people who are sad and troubled, and he performs to make them laugh, to lift their spirits. Now here the case, a man runs around to places and makes himself sugar for people. And so you might say, showing off. 
and others will do it to show off. Once they hear such an example, they can do all kinds of crazy things. But you see that it's possible for a person to do things that nobody else does, and it's called chasidus. And there are many such examples, and therefore this chapter is very necessary. What you must explain now, how to weigh the chasidus. It's a very fundamental principle. It cannot be done without the following understanding. This is a difficult matter of chasidus. It's not the fact that it's hard to be a chasid. Not because people don't like to go beyond the line of duty and to be machmer. That's not the point at all. The difficulty to see this is to be capable of choosing what to do. That's the great problem in Chassidus. Kidaku Se'ab is a very delicate subject. And Yesahara has a very big way to enter into these things. To do all kinds of wrong things and say Chassidus. I give a marshal, of course, it's not a good marshal. One of the writers and one of our wicked newspapers is always praising the Arabs and accusing the Jews in Israel of being harsh and tyrannical. So somebody said to him, look, you're blaming Jews for things that any country would do if they had terrorists. Every country has a right to defend themselves against terrorists. So this writer, this liberal, said, but Jews have to be different. Jews have to be different. And they are going to continue to blame Jews and defend the Arabs. So the Arabs take this as encouragement and keep on throwing bombs because this writer and the editor of the newspaper are always helping the Arabs. Here's a case of a man who thinks he's doing a thing of Hasidus. Jews have to be better than other nations. And therefore, he can cause Jews to be destroyed by terrorists, by his propaganda. Of course, it's not a good example, but he's a Roshe Marusha. But even from Jews sometimes can make mistakes like that. The danger is great. It's a remarkable statement. The danger in Chesed is a very great danger. Many good things that the Yetzirah can say, don't do it. As if they were bad things. Actually, they're good things. But this man, under the guise of Chesidah, said, no, don't do it. So Chesidah can cause a person to neglect to do very many good things. But how be chatoim and the many sins, they call it. The Yesorah can say, bring them close and do them. Like the mistress of Gedalus. Now this is a story that's hard to believe. But once upon a time, there was a Talmud Chochem who smoked every Shabbos. Because he said, the doctor told me I have asthma and I get an attack any minute and my life is in danger. I must smoke a certain kind of cigarette that gives a certain aroma that keeps my throat clear. Otherwise, who knows what could happen to me? Every Shabbat he was sitting and smoking. 
So here you have a case, a person has an excuse, sitting and smoking, I tell me the Chacham. Learn the Gemara, smoking on Shabbos, and he's a Chosit, because you have to save your life. Pikuach Nefesh is the biggest mitzvah of all. Now who knows what his Kavona was? They wanted to show off. It's a very delicate matter. Of course, to save your life, you're mechuyev to be mechal Shabbos. The question is, is it in such a case? You have to study that. And there is not a simple matter at all. So here's a story, and this story was told to B'nai Torah. They listened to it and had respect for that man. The big Talmud Chacham. And they had a terrible effect on that. Here's a Talmud Chacham, and they had a picture in their mind, sitting and smoking on Shabbos, and here's a Sadi Gomer. So there was a matter that not even... The third subdivision of Aves Hashem, Uha Kino. Kino means sometimes jealousy, and sometimes it means anger. Here it means to take up for the honor of Hashem. A man should take up for the holiness of Hashem's name. He should hate the enemies of Hashem. He shouldn't be tolerant to the enemies of Hashem. And he should try to lower them, to humble them as much as is able. In order that Avedas Hashem should be done, and his honor should increase. That's what Dovah Amala said also. Hello, Messiah Hashem. Hashem, do I not hate those who hate you? And I quarrel with those who rise up against you. I hate them with the most extreme hatred. They were my enemies. Now, although they were not enemies of David personally, but the enemies of Hashem, David said, are my enemies. Say that aside. It's necessary to emphasize something. The Yetzirah persuades a man to say that this Jew is an enemy of Hashem, and therefore I'm justified in hating him. That happens very frequently. Even if it's a decent from Jew, but somebody else who is an opponent of his, they say the machlekes, so he declares the other man an enemy of Hashem, and therefore he brings proofs from here as the minister to hate him. Happens very frequently. And there we have to be aware of putting a label out like that, except on those who are enemies of Hashem. Apikosim, reformers, are enemies of Hashem. But if it's a Shema Mitzvah, it's a Maimon, you have to be very careful, very careful. I took up for the honor of Hashem. So we see how great he became because of his zeal for Hashem. It became so great that he was elevated by a storm wind, the Shamayim. He didn't die in a normal death. Remember, of course, with Tachas, 
because he took up for his Hashem and he atoned by this by this zeal that he went and he executed Zimri so that caused a kapora for the Bnei Yisrael so you see someone who is zealous for Hashem that person causes a great kapora for the Am Yisrael and Achacham already spoke extremely about those who are able to stop others from doing wrong things and doesn't protest and they decreed what is the din of a person who could have protested and didn't he is caught in the sin of the sinners themselves. When a man sees people doing wrong things and he doesn't even try to stop them, then this person is already involved in the punishment that will come on them. Say that. The Gemara says in the Sukkah that Balabatim, rich people, are yerdim in lose their wealth because they didn't utilize their authority to protest against sinners. A wealthy person opens his mouth, people obey him. And they didn't utilize their authority. And therefore, our Kodesh Baruch Hu punished them and took away their wealth. Her notables, the important people, were like deer. What compared to deer? When there's a drought, a lack of water, so the deer turn their faces to each other. Also, the important people of Yisrael, the Sorim, when they saw something wrong taking place, and they turned their faces away. This when you hear that in the Shiva College, in Cardozo, and in Einstein Universities, they have gay clubs, everybody has to speak up and say what a terrible thing that is, not to keep quiet because of respect for somebody who is an authority over there. But he keeps quiet, so he deserves to be demoted from his position. Anybody who hears about such scandals has to speak up. But because the officers of Am Yisrael, they turned their faces away and didn't say anything, that's why I called this boy who put them into the hands of the enemy. The time will come, I'll do the same to them. I'll turn my face away from them. Well, they'll need me. Say that inside. Before he said that the three subdivisions of Abes Hashem are Drekas and Simcha and now he's talking about the third one called Kino and Kino he explains to take up for the honor of HaKadosh Baruch or the honor of his Torah <coughs> it's understandable if he loves someone, 
he certainly cannot tolerate when he sees someone hitting his beloved one or shaming him. It's certain it'll go out to help him. He loves the name of Hashem. He cannot tolerate and look on when he sees others are profaning Hashem's name. Or when they transgress his mitzvahs. Those who forsake the Torah, they can praise the Rasha. It means when you see somebody flattering your Rasha, it's a sign that he's not loyal to the Torah. Those who are keepers of the Torah, they start up with them. They make a fight with those who are disloyal to the Torah. So when you see people who are complacent and they don't mind or even sometimes give honor to a shoyim, so you can know immediately that these people don't care about the Kuwait Shamayim and in their hearts they're Oizvator, even though externally they still seem to be Shemir Mitzvahs, but their attitude, their emotions are Oizvator. Set that aside. Those who praise a Roshah despite his wickedness and they do not show him his faults into his face, it means openly. These people actually are forsakers of the Torah in their hearts. Because they're leaving, allowing the Torah to be profaned. To allow the Torah to be profaned, that itself is considered forsaking the Torah. But those who keep the Torah, who exert themselves to support the Torah, it's certain that they will start up to attack the others that are forsaking the Torah. They wouldn't be able to contain themselves and remain silent. Your wrath should scatter anger on all sides. Because when you will see called Gaya, every arrogant person, Hashpilehu, you should lower him. It's your duty to lower him, to attack him. If you see any arrogant person, it means who is dealing unjustly with others in his arrogance, you should make him humbled. And trample Vishayim on this place where they are. Now, all this is still quoting from Eif. They should all be buried together in the ground. 
your job is to bury them in the ground. Their faces, you should bury concealed in the earth. That's what Hashem said to Eve. If you're loyal in my service, that's what you're supposed to do. That's the strength of the love that one who really loves his creator is able to show. Those who love Hashem, they hate evil. They cannot tolerate the Shoyim. Say that inside. Up till now, when he spoke of this subject of Hasidus, which means people who do beyond the line of duty, so he described the forms of doing things, how they express their actions. But now we're going to speak on intentions. They mean the same acts that everyone else does, a chosid does with different intentions. Above he spoke about lishmo and shalilishmo and various degrees. Now before we start, he's going to explain as follows. There's no question that everyone has to know that for doing ma'asim tevim, any good thing, he's going to be rewarded. He's going to have olam habo, happiness forever and ever, and in many cases, he'll be rewarded in olam hazeh too. That, everybody has to know. No matter what his intentions are, why he's doing it, but this he has to know. Now, if a person is going to be loyal and serve Hashem because he wants a reward, whether in this world or the world to come, we cannot criticize him. It's a mistake to think it's wrong to serve Hashem for reward. We can't criticize him. The Torah constantly tells us there'll be a reward, so we see that motivation as a kosher motivation. When a person does mitzvahs, because he hopes HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give him happiness in this world and will give him a reward in Elam Habo, you cannot criticize him. However, when you're dealing with Hasidus, you have to talk about something else. Hasidus requires a different emotion. It requires the emotion of love of Hashem for himself. Now that doesn't mean now that we're going to make puzzle what we said before, no. However, when a man serves HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not because of any hope, he knows they're going to be reward, but he doesn't do it to that purpose. That man can now enter into the realm of Hasidus, and that he'll discuss soon. Now, that's what they're explaining now inside. Omnan but, Vada, it's certain, if somebody who intends with his service to make himself pure before his creator, in order that he should be worthy 
to sit in the presence of Hashem in the world to come, it means, among the righteous ones. To see the sweetness of Hashem's presence and to visit in Hashem's sanctuary in the Elam Habo. And he wants the reward in the Elam Habo. If that's his intention, we cannot say that's not a good kavana. No, can't say that. Okay, longnucha leima gamkein shiyayesatayva. But we cannot say, however, that this is the very best intention. To do something for the reward of Elam Abba, although it's certainly true, that is going to be, but that's not the highest form of service of Asha. As long as a person intends for his own benefit, even at Elam Habo, still, that's how it's earmarked. It's labeled a service for himself. Again, how do I we should have that in mind? For us today, it would be very fine. But now we're talking about Hasidim, People who are striving for higher aspirations. Was the true intention in doing service of Hashem? which is found among those Hasidim they labors and exerted themselves to gain this attitude. I mean, this attitude doesn't come easily. You might say with your mouth. But actually, to gain the attitude that you're doing because of the love of Hashem requires a certain amount of training. So these people who labors and they acquire that attitude, who she odom oivid raklaman asher kveidu shalodom bolhu He's doing it only for the purpose that Hashem's honor should become greater and greater in the world. That's an important principle he's saying here. To do the Chavayit Shomayim. And so when people go to shul, let's say, no harm, if he's thinking, you're going to be rewarded, no question. comes to learn in the morning, the daven, learn the evening in the daven, no question about it, he gets rewarded. But he's thinking also, I'm doing it to demonstrate to the world that we're going to show people to see Jews going to show. Like the going used to say, what is this business? It's Jews always running to show. In the olden days, they were surprised. Whether the holiday, every morning they see all the Jews, everybody crowded into the shul. Every evening they crowded into the shul. It was a surprising sight. Now when a man has in mind, I'm doing it in order to demonstrate the honor of Hashem. Even you put on Tzolem, it demonstrates the honor of Hashem. It's showing that we're serving Him. For the mezuzah, to demonstrate for all those who pass by, those answer one room to another, that we're constantly publicizing Hashem. A kosher house. Hashem. Everything we do, if we have the mind of the honor of Hashem, that's it already Hashem. Now that's something not so simple. We might say, the other purposes, but he's telling us now that this is the most important purpose of a person 
or wants to serve Hashem as a chassid, he should have in mind, Kvayit Shomayim. He wants to make the honor of Hashem great in the world. Say up to here. And that's what the Imara says, when a person who doesn't understand learning, nevertheless he goes and he joins a group that's studying Torah, so even though he doesn't understand now, he'll be zerche to sit in the yeshiva shalmaila. And we understand it in two ways. One way is, when a man desires something, even right now he can't attain it, it's beyond his reach, I call this well, we'll reward him anyhow. But the second and most important is, that because he joins those who are learning Torah, he make a demonstration, more people come. That's a great Shomayim. And even though he himself cannot participate, not capable, but the fact that he brought his presence there is a demonstration of the great Shomayim. The top line, last word. Kufla Midbeis, the top line, the last word. Before, he said that those who serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the hope that they will be rewarded for their Masim Tevim and this world when the world to come, are certainly not to be criticized. And there's no question that it's true. However, the real service of Hashem for Hasidim is if it's entirely without thought of the results, the consequences. The real way, the, the last word in the first line, who? He serves Hashem only in order that Hashem's glory should increase in the world. Every additional person or every additional service is an additional honor to Hashem. Of course, we understand that to Hashem it means nothing because what does it avail, what does it mean to Him it's such an unimportant thing that a person or persons, all the population of the world, would worship. It's nothing. But our Kodesh Baruch for our benefit, wants us to get that attitude that we are serving him to increase the honor of Hashem in the world. That's our attitude. But that can only be, only after a person has increased in the love to Hashem to such a great degree that he feels enough motivation in that in order to do everything. Now, in all of us, there's a certain love of Hashem also. But to say that that's the sole motivation why we do things, it's only for Hasidim to claim that. Those people who wish to attain this Madriga must exert themselves with a certain amount of effort, a certain amount of time, until they come to this degree of love of Hashem, that it becomes like a dynamo 
that's capable of motivating them to do all the things. He should desire, he should lust for the purpose of making Hashem's glory greater in the world. That should be his most in intense longing. And he has distress when he sees us lacking the glory of Hashem in the world. When he sees that some people who don't have the attitude of serving Hashem. And also even the nations who worship idols. He feels that it's considered as if they're depriving Hashem of what they're owing to him. And it hurts him to see that all mankind is not united in the service of Hashem. He owes, when he comes to such a degree of love of Hashem, He will serve Hashem for that purpose. At least from his part, the honor of Hashem is increasing in the world. Whatever he can do, at least on his part, he tries, he strives to increase the honor of Hashem. But he is Ave, and he desires also, she calls Shorbanayod, you can okay. That all other men should also do the same. But he is Soyer, but he is Saneach, and he has distress and he sighs because other people are deficient in this form of service of Hashem. Now, not only is he distressed because others are lacking in sufficient service of Hashem, but is surely distressed of what he himself is lacking in the service of Hashem. Whether it's by accident or forgetfulness or weakness of his nature, whatever it is that distresses him also. It's difficult to keep away from doing things wrong at all times. And therefore he himself is distressed always about his own lack of perfection. There's no person in the world that does only good and never makes a misstep. And therefore, if he does make an error, it causes him a very great sadness, and that's a sign of his love of Hashem. Now, others are justified in that. They're afraid. I call this border will take retribution on that. Also, there's justified attitude. But when a person regrets his sins because how could he do that to the one he loves most in the world? That's the attitude of the chassid. Say that inside. In Tonu Be'ayohu, he describes the qualities of a person who is worthy of having Ruach HaKadosh. Omru, kol Chochom Yisrael. That starts out with Chochom Yisrael, has to be learned in Torah. It will not be bestowed upon a person who is empty of Torah. A Chochom Yisrael. 
שיש בו דבר תורה לאמיתו. יש knowledge of Torah in truth. I mean, he has a good, true knowledge of Torah. That's one. The next quality. ומסענח על כבדי של הקודש ברוך And he sighs because of the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's being profaned in the world. And he sighs for the glory of the army Yisrael because the honor of the Jewish people is the honor of Hashem. And we see that the Jewish people are being belittled by the nations. He sighs because of that. Kol Yom of all of his days. He mourns for their sufferings or for the contumely heaped upon the Am Yisrael, the indignities heaped upon them. And he desires, he has distress for the honor of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim should be rebuilt and he mourns and he is distressed that the Beis HaMikdash is not rebuilt. And he sighs and hopes that the Yeshua should sprout forth quickly, the Mashiach should come quickly, for the king is Goliath, and he awaits the time that it should be without delay, the army of soil should all be gathered together in Eras Yisrael. Now if he has these qualities, this man will be rewarded with Ruach HaKadosh. That's it. End of the quotation from Ton Belio. Then say Salamit, so you learn from this. That's the highest intention a person should have. It's entirely remote from any personal desires for himself. And only because of the honor of Hashem. And to sanctify his name. And Hashem's name is made Kodesh by means of his creatures, of the people. When the people recognize Hashem, that is the glory of Hashem. Everybody does the will of Hashem. That's the way Hashem's name is made glorious in the world. Who is called a chaser? He who does kindliness towards creator. I mean, he loves his creator so that he cannot tolerate and he suffers when he sees there's a lack of respect for the glory of his creator. Say that. Right time. Now, it's important to emphasize that although we are not chasidim, and certainly we are not big enough that these requirements should be fulfilled by us the way he explains it. Nevertheless, every little bit is important. And anybody is capable of doing some of these things sometimes in a small amount. So therefore, when we listen to these words, we shouldn't feel it's a remote subject. No. It's speaking directly to us. We can do things like this in a small way, sometimes in a big way, in one detail. Sometimes in a small way, in many details. We should feel it's our function to listen to this, and whatever we can, we should try to emulate these ideals. 
והנה החוסד כזה, הסוס החוסד, מעולת הוא אבוי לו שאוהבת במעשה מצווה של הכוונתוס, in addition to the service that he himself serves Hashem with this intention, the intention of increasing the glory of Hashem in the world, in he certainly should always have a distress, real distress, and of being in exile. Even though he's in a comfortable situation, and he's not suffering at all, nevertheless he should mourn for the goddess. Like I said, Al-Nar is Bovel, by the rivers of Bovel, with a comfortable place to settle by the rivers. The plenty of water and the fields were well irrigated. Nevertheless, Shom Yoshavnu Gam Bochino. There we dwelt and we wept. So it emphasizes, although we were comfortable in Babel, it wasn't unhappy goddess. Nevertheless, we sat there by these rivers and we wept. So here should have a Tsar Mamish, even though he is a happy man, he should always have a certain distress for the goddess. And he should be distressed at what happened to our nation, how our base amygdas were destroyed and our people were slaughtered and driven out of the country. Because all this is a reduction in the glory of Hashem. When a Jewish nation is victorious, when they're all together and they're powerful, they're living on the land, the whole nation, Serving Hashem, that's an honor of Hashem. And he desires that we should be redeemed. Because by means of the Gula, it will elevate the glory of Hashem. And by the way, when the Ramam talks about the Gula, he speaks about it on a more practical level. I say practical is more possible for us to understand. And we want the Gula in order to be free of any Shibut Malchuyas. We should be able to be free of the influence of the nations and the, sometimes the difficulties we suffer because of them. And we should be able to sit in our Yisrael in our own land and learn Torah, the says. We should all succeed in the function of our lives to make progress in the learning of our Torah and acquiring perfection in order to prepare for Elam Habo. That's how the Ramam explains it. But the Messiah is showing and looking from the Chassid's viewpoint, not because merely we want our own perfection, but because we want the glory of Hashem to be increased. Now, it could be that Ramah also considers that the glory of Hashem, if everybody strives to make himself the best he can be, he hopes to be an Hashem's soil and learn all his life and become greater and greater in so It's also the glory of Hashem. But there are two different ways of looking at the same subject. Because again, above, a person should desire and have distress because of the honor of Yerushalayim. And should always pray for the good of Yisrael. Now we do pray, but of course many times we're not thinking what we're saying. And in addition, he says it's not enough. A person should always have in his mind a constant feeling to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. He wants to see the restoration of the cloudy soul to their greatness. 
and to bring back the glory of Hashem or Shemayim to his previous greatness. Say that. If a person might say, Me who am I? What's my importance that I should pray for the restoration of the goddess and the rebuilding of Yerushalayim? You but because of my prayer, will all the goddess be gathered in together and the Yeshua will sprout forth? That's a question you might ask. True, I desire with all my heart, but my prayers are worthless. So he says, not so. Shuvoso, we see the answer is as follows. For this purpose, a man was created at the beginning of the world, all alone, only one man. Today she called in order that each man should say, For me alone the world was made. Each person should act as if the whole world depends on him. And now he tells us the real attitude we should have when we pray. Let's say, Rasha prayed, didn't accomplish anything. All the great generations prayed, and they didn't accomplish anything. No, he said they accomplished a tremendous thing. Because It's a pleasure to Hakodesh Baruch Hu. That his sons, his children, should pray and request of him this. The mere fact that we request of Hashem, that's called the Nachas Ruach to Hakodesh Baruch so when we stand and say, let's hope it'll happen soon. It may wouldn't happen soon. But the mere fact that we're doing it, that's a very great service to Hashem. That's a form of doing nachas work to Hashem. We want Hashem's glory to be restored. And that desire which we express is a big achievement. So merely saying, our eyes should see, for that itself, we have accomplished something that deserves a great reward. And even though the request won't be granted, because the time didn't come yet, or maybe the for some other reason, they did what was their duty to do. So Rashi and Rabbi Akiva and all those who prayed and nothing happened, something did happen. They gained that great perfection of people who were serving Hashem and praying for the restoration of His glory. And that itself is a tremendous achievement for us. That's a very important lesson we're learning now. So we shouldn't think that because our words are ineffective, so it was a waste of time praying, no. The biggest achievement in our lives to show to our Kodesh brother how much we love him and we are praying for the restoration of his glory. How to carry it out? That's his business. Our job in life is to show to him that our heart is dedicated to his service 
and we are praying for the restoration of Krishna. No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.